The Productive Woman, Episode 37. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Once again, I thank you so much for joining me. In this episode, we're going to be taking a quick look at clutter and sharing just a few fast and simple ways to deal with it. You'll find links and information in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 37. This episode is brought to you by Doodle, an online scheduling service that simplifies scheduling meetings of two or more people. Check out Doodle's great features by visiting theproductivewoman.com slash doodle. As I talked about in an earlier episode, I think it was uh, episode 31, one of my three words for 2015 is simplify. And as I explained in that episode, that has a lot of meanings. But one way I'm trying to apply that word in my life is in simplifying my physical space by reducing the amount of clutter. I just find that uh, when space is kind of clean and clear and more clutter-free, it's uh, more relaxing to me and I'm able to focus better. So it's something I've been working on little by little as this year is going on. And in looking for inspiration and ideas for this ongoing project, I came across some thoughts that I thought maybe would be helpful for you. So I'm going to share a few of those in this episode. We've looked at clutter before uh, through a a much more in-depth approach in episodes 14 and 16. It was kind of a two-parter, so you might want to check those out. But this episode is more of a, I don't know, a potpourri of practical ideas for making quick progress in short bits of time, something that, um, you know, busy women like to, to be able to make some progress, so... There are various ways to declutter. Uh, We can organize the stuff we have, spending time sorting and categorizing and installing pretty shelves and containers. And all that can be fun and helpful. Um, And if you have time for doing those things, that's great. But really, uh, the more I think about it, the more I realize the simplest way to have less clutter in our physical space is to simply have less stuff. And that is not always easy. I mean, if you're like me, lots of things have sentimental value. They have memories attached. But uh, if the goal is to have a simpler life, and maybe that's not your goal, um, you know, and so, you know, more power to you. But for me, one of my uh, targets this year is to simplify things, reduce my stress level, and give myself more time to focus on the things that are most important to me. And part of that is simplifying and, and um, you know, getting, getting rid of some stuff. There were a number of articles that I read that I thought were really helpful, and I will have links for a bunch of these in the show notes. And again, that's at theproductivewoman.com slash 37. So you can check there to uh, find the links, and, and I encourage you to check out these articles if, 
if this is something that you're thinking about doing, wanting to simplify and declutter a little bit, there's some great help in some of these articles. But I'm going to just throw out some ideas. And like I said, they're not necessarily in any particular order. They're not necessarily focused on, um, you know, in any particular thing. Just a, a, a list of some things, notes that I jotted down as I was thinking about this for my own life and then in preparation for this episode. So one idea that I really liked is to just take five minutes right now and spend it on decluttering. I think especially if we've been through a busy season in life and we've just got lots of stuff and there's clutter everywhere we look, it can be overwhelming and we just end up, I don't know, going and eating a fudge sickle or something rather than um, than undertaking to clean up all that mess because we don't have time to spend hours sorting through things. But you can make a lot of progress just in five minutes. Um, there is a really great article that I put, uh, I'll put a, a link in the show notes for this. It's uh, Leo, I think it's pronounced Babauta. Uh, he wrote this article on a website called Zen Habits. And the article lists 18 five-minute decluttering tips. So there's 18 different things that he suggests that you can do um, to, in five minutes to start you know, cleaning things up. One of them, I'm, I'm looking at the article, is you know, pick a shelf, any shelf, anywhere in your house or your office or anything, not the whole, uh, you know, like not your whole bookshelf, but just one shelf on it and just spend five minutes clearing everything off of it that's not essential and doesn't belong there and leaving it looking neater and, and less cluttered. So that's that's kind of one of the simple five-minute tips that he suggests in that article that I thought was good enough that I saved it. And I'm, you know, he, some one article I read actually referred to this article and said, you know, just pick one list, at ran, pick a number at random between one and 18 and then go to this article and see which number it is and do whatever it says. So something to consider. And again, there'll be a link in the show notes for this. Another tip that I thought uh, would be really helpful if you, uh, especially if you have like lots of clothes and your clothes closets are really cluttered, especially if you live in a place with real seasons. And so you use those seasonal changes uh, in wardrobe uh, or to change your clothes, you know, what, what you're wearing. In Texas, it's warm <laughs> a lot of the year. And so, you know, we, we may be wearing short sleeve t-shirts year round. And it, so it's not, but I've lived in other parts of the country where, you know, you have sweatshirts and sweaters and heavy coats and things that you wear for certain months of the year. And then the seasons change and you kind of put those things away and you get out the summer clothes or whatever. Well, if, if you live in that kind of area, and even if you don't, you can use the season and the se uh, seasonal changes in wardrobe to sort through one segment of your closet. Now, this isn't a five-minute task, but it's something you could do, you know, if you're going to be doing it anyway, especially, say, right now, as I'm recording this, it's early April, and we've kind of switched over from... Um, uh, winter into spring and summer fast approaching. And so if you're doing that, maybe you're going to put away your winter clothes for the, for the summer coats and sweaters and things like that. Well, take a few minutes as you're doing that, as you're packing, boxing them up or moving them to the, you know, the remote closet or whatever you're doing with those things 
and take a look at everything and anything you didn't wear during that season, give it to charity or, you know, or anything that's worn out or stained, doesn't fit you anymore. Those kinds of things, just since you're pulling those clothes kind of out of your regular rotation now anyway, use the opportunity to take a quick look at them and just um, get rid of the things that you didn't wear for whatever reason. Maybe you just don't like it anymore and it's just taking up space. Well, maybe somebody else would love it. So put it in a charity box if it's, you know, stained and worn out or, or whatever, maybe you recycle it, but get it out of your closet and and make room and declutter your closet that way just one season at a time now you might want to start a list in Evernote or your favorite app or a notebook that you keep of things that you know you're getting rid of that you may want to replace before that season comes around say you're um, you're going to be getting rid of boots or your heavy winter coat because it's they're worn out or whatever the reason is Um, so, you know, put that on your list that you're going to want to get a new pair of boots before the next winter or a coat and check that list every once in a while. You can start watching for replacements on sale so that you'll have something nice and new to wear next time that season comes around. Uh, next thing that I was thinking about on this was if you've got a particular spot in the house, and most of us do, that's kind of the dumping ground for the junk mail and the keys and everything that you carry into the house with you. Maybe it's the end of a kitchen counter or a table inside the door, and it never looks pretty because it's always, that's just where things get dropped for a minute, and then they never get removed. Well, take five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever, clear that space off that counter that table whatever it might be and put one pretty bowl or tray or something there where you can put your keys for instance if that's the place you drop your keys have that place is becomes something pretty but it contains the the clutter and limits the amount of clutter uh, and you'll always know where your keys are which is not a bad thing don't don't leave the mail there anymore. Start developing, uh, you know, start today to develop a new habit to when you carry the mail in, sort it over the trash or recycle bin, throw away the junk mail, throw away anything that is not actionable, and then have a space, a, a particular place where, say, bills and invitations and things like that get put for attention at the appropriate time. But instead of having that counter or table that's always cluttered and stuff just piled up, clean it up, put something pretty there to make it worth um, worth looking at and, and keeping clean and tidy. Another idea that I read that I thought was a great idea, if you've got, say, a coat closet by the, the front door or something like that that you can clean out, keep a big box big, just a big cardboard box in that closet or somewhere handy. Maybe it's in your laundry room. Uh, you'll, you know, figure out a place where it's convenient, but not right there where everybody's looking at it and keep this big box there and that you can drop things into for charity as, as you find them, as days go along, say books you've finished reading or clothes nobody has worn for a year, toys the kids have outgrown. And you just have it there when, when you, and you remember that it's there. And when you're going about your business and you come across an item like that, you just drop it into that box. And then when it fills up, you take it to Goodwill or your favorite charity. 
and let somebody else have the benefit of those items that really have no purpose in your home anymore and are just cluttering it up. Uh, that's an easy way to sort of kill two birds with one stone in terms of decluttering and simplifying your life and making somebody else's life maybe a little better. Another thought would be to challenge everybody in the house to find five items to get rid of. Maybe do this, uh, you know, once a month or something like that. And maybe have some prize for somebody who finds more things. Or if everybody can find five things, maybe you'll go for ice cream or do something fun. But just uh, that challenge of of clearing out space uh, and finding things for other people maybe to get the benefit of that are not, you're not using them, you're not enjoying them anymore, clearing them out of your space, making uh, them available to somebody else who might really enjoy it. So, but get everybody, the kids and everyone else involved or your roommate, depending on what your, you know, what your home situation is. I still like uh, the, the, what I call the big brown box approach to um, really figuring out what, what stuff you have that maybe you don't need anymore. And this is something I'm planning to do in a couple of areas of, of my life. And by the big brown box approach, I mean this. You get a big brown box and say it's your desk that's a disaster. Or maybe it's your kitchen cupboards or a closet, whatever it is. You literally take everything out of there. Say we're talking about the desk. You take everything off of your desk except maybe, you know, your computer and one pen or something like that. Everything out of it. Put it in the box. Label the box with the date and maybe, you know, put a a brief list of the contents on the outside of the box and then put that in the garage or some closet somewhere, somewhere where you can get to it, but it's not real convenient. Okay, and you put everything in there. When you need something from it, you go get it and you put it in an appropriately convenient place. And then anything that's still in that box after six months or, you know, whatever time limit you set for that, you don't need. Obviously, if you needed it, you would have gone and got it. Um, and maybe, you know, if you, if you're brave enough to do this, what I thought of is, you know, at the end of that six month period. You don't even look at what's left in there. You just close the box up and take it to charity. And you've, uh, you've kind of let natural selection figure out what things you really need in that space, whether it's, your, like I said, your kitchen cupboard, your desk, whatever. So those are a few of the ideas that I, that I came across or thought of as I was thinking about this and kind of working on my own simplification project for 2015. Uh, A few others that I came up with for um, specific clutter problem areas, maybe you want to call it, Um, depending on what your, you know, you may have different areas of your home that that you struggle a little more, have more of an issue with clutter. And a few of those, one of those might be a closet, like a closed closet. And one idea that I liked was to keep a charity box in your closet and, um, put things in it so you can conveniently drop things into it when you're, you know, you're getting dressed and you're kind of looking at what's there and you realize, oh, you know, this dress, I haven't worn it in six months. I don't like it anymore. Or this thing doesn't fit me anymore or, you know, whatever. And you just drop it in there right then. And again, once that box is filled up, you pack it up and take it to charity. 
but you make it easy for yourself to remove the things kind of at, at, on a running basis as you go, remove the things that you're realizing, yeah, I don't love this anymore. And there shouldn't be, and, and I say, I say there shouldn't be, I mean, my closet, I will admit, is full of stuff I never wear, I haven't worn in years, either I've outgrown it, or it never was that comfortable or whatever, but I hate getting rid of things. So you want to make it easy for yourself um, to just drop it in the box when the whim uh, hits you uh, so that you can clean things out to the point where there's nothing in your closet that you don't wear regularly and really like and feel pretty in or whatever. So that was a thought. Another uh, suggestion that I've heard and seen in various places is when you go through your closet, just go into your closet and turn everything that's hanging up so that the hanger is facing backwards on the rod. Uh, and, and so everything, you start out with everything with the hanger turned backwards on the rod. And you turn it around when you, when you pull an item off a hanger to wear it, then you turn the hanger around to, the, to where it's hanging the normal way. And anything that's still facing backward after a month or six months or, you know, whatever time frame you decide, obviously it's not something you're going to wear. Uh, and so you put it in the charity box and let somebody else enjoy it. So those are a couple, a couple closet clutter ideas. What about the bathroom? There are several things in there, and I know my bathroom is, maybe I shouldn't admit this, but, you know, my bathroom is a haven for old medicines and all kinds of stuff that uh, has collected over the years. And so one thing that you could do, and this is something you can do in a few minutes, is to clean out your medicine chest and your kitchen cupboard and bedside tables, wherever medicines have ended up being stored over time. You kind of go on a, a hunting mission throughout the house to whatever places where you store medicines, you know, those cold remedies and prescription meds and anything that you've got there. Gather it all up in one place, go through it, throw away, dispose of anything that is out of date. And you, you know, you want to dispose of that safely. You don't just toss it in the trash where maybe a pet can get to it or kids or something, but everything that's out of date, um, or just turn nasty. I mean, I bet if you're like me and I sort of, for your sake, hope you're not, uh, you're going to find you've got like six or eight different boxes of cold medicine because every time somebody gets a cold or whatever, uh, you can't find what you had before, so you go buy some more of whatever it is, or cough medicine, that kind of stuff. So get it all in one place, figure out what you've got there, get rid of the stuff that's old and nasty and or prescriptions that nobody, you know, uh, that, that illness is gone. Um, and then put create one place for all medicines, one of your bathrooms or a kitchen couch, uh, cupboard if people are more likely to take their meds in the kitchen where the sink is there, wherever you have one place where all the medicines are and, uh, and that way people know where to go when they need something. So that I thought that was kind of a cool idea. Another thing that I'm planning to do and that maybe is useful for you is to go through all your linens. I, we have uh, such a motley collection of bath towels and washcloths and and sheets and stuff like that that we've collected over the years 
um, you know, get a new set, but can't bring ourselves to get rid of the old set just because now we've got a pretty new matching set. And so we just have tons of them stacked everywhere. And um, one of my projects coming up, I plan to do is to go through all of those and get all the old ones, the mismatched ones, the stained ones, the frayed and ugly ones, gather all those up, um, maybe keep a, 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 you know, a half dozen or less for car and dog washing or stuff like that, and put the rest in a charity box or if they're just too, you know, too motley for even charity, in a recycle bin or something. And, and then restack all what you have left in the, you know, the sheets that fit the beds you have, the towels that match, those kinds of things. And you should have more room in the, the linen closet and things will look prettier. And, you know, you may find out, as uh, I suspect I might, certainly with bed sheets, that uh, it's time to get a new set and you've made room for those. Another bathroom uh, thing that some of us have to deal with is makeup collections. I personally get slaughtered by the free gifts with purchase. Clinique has got my number. And, you know, anytime they're, they're uh, you know, buy, you know, this much money of stuff and we'll give you this whole collection of cool stuff. And I end up with, you know, two or three things that I like and use and are great for like travel sizes. And the rest of it's colors I don't use or perfume I don't wear, that kind of stuff. But I can't bear to throw it away because it's perfectly good. Or I had bought, you know, a color of lipstick that I thought was really pretty for a particular occasion. Uh, I w but but I don't wear lipstick, and so I w you know wear it for that one occasion. Then it goes in the drawer with all the other old stuff. Well, one of my goals or simplifying things that I'm going to be doing here coming up is going through that bathroom and literally just pulling out everything except the stuff that I use regularly. Um, and, um, get rid of it all. You know, if you haven't used it in the past year, throw it away. If you have half used bottle or jar of some shampoo, you ended up, you didn't like how it made your hair feel or whatever, throw that stuff away instead of letting it clutter up your bathroom cupboards and counters. There are some more great ideas with some in, inspiring photos of pretty bathrooms in an article I found uh, called Organized Bathrooms, Clean and Clutter-Free on apartmenttherapy.com. I'll put a link for that in the show notes as well if, if uh, bathroom is something that uh, you need to work on. Another area, uh, kind of a problem area, that I thought about was the office, whether home office or, or office office. And there, I thought of two or three things that I could do to help kind of declutter my office. One of them is, and this is a real quickie, if you're on hold or on a conference call uh, where you're mostly just listening and not having to talk a lot, use that time to maybe sort through one drawer and throw away anything that's trash and, uh, you know, the pens that don't have much ink left or that you don't write with because you don't like how they they feel or whatever, just, just one drawer and you're not cleaning your whole desk. You're just using some otherwise sort of downtime to clean out one drawer and do that, you know, each time you have one of those situations and pretty soon you'll have cleaned up your whole desk. If you've got, as I do, stacks of magazines or journals at the office that I've been meaning to read someday, 
I actually did this recently. I went through and everything that was older than about three months, in some cases six months, um, I tossed them in the recycle bin, didn't even look at them. The remaining ones, the more recent ones, I, I flipped through and pulled out the articles that looked like something I would want to read and then tossed the rest of the magazine in or the journal into the recycle bin. And, and as far as those articles that I pulled out to read, I, you know, I love to save articles and reference materials, but I'm realizing, and so I have, I have these, you know, folders full of reference stuff, but I'm realizing that, um, more and more, almost anything I want to know is available online via a Google search. And it's what I find there is likely to be more current than the old articles I've filed away. So I'm really considering, uh, going through my reference files and just tossing that stuff into the recycle bin and clearing up that file space. As far as other paper, one of the issues with the office, home office or otherwise, is a lot of times we tend to save papers because we're not really sure what should be saved or for how long, and you know we don't know what needs to be what we need to keep a backlog, uh, uh, you know, for reference later. There was an article uh, on the University of Illinois Extension website that I thought was great, had guidelines for what kinds of papers need to be saved and for how long, like tax things and stuff. And they also had some other suggestions for getting rid of paper clutter. That was a, a, a really informative article, and I will put that link in the show notes as well. Uh, and the last thing, and I kind of, or not, I, I kind of put this in the office category, but it, it for me, it's throughout the house, and that's books. And this is a sensitive issue for me because I love books, and I have thousands of them. And I have a really hard time getting rid of books, even the books that I didn't like. Um, I still have some of my textbooks from law school, and I got out of law school over 15 years ago. So uh, it's really, really hard for me to give away books. But... Uh, I can commit to finding, you know, one book that I don't think I'm going to want to read again and give that away to somebody who might enjoy it. Put it in the Goodwill box or uh, donate it to the library, that sort of thing. So that's something you can consider when you're, when you finish reading a book. If you're, if you're a reader and you, like me, have a pretty huge collection, consider before you just put that book up on your shelf along with all the others, take a moment and think, am I really going to read this again? Did I like it? Was it something really special and worthwhile? Or could I put it out there for somebody else to enjoy by donating it somewhere? So that is a fast, quick and dirty uh, list of some what I hope you'll find practical suggestions for dealing with different areas of clutter to help simplify your life. Um, these are all things that I'm going to be doing or have done uh, in my quest in this year to, to simplify my life, lower my stress level, and make time to do the things I care about. One sort of closing thought, um, all the tips in the world for decluttering won't help us keep our homes and our office offices uncluttered if we don't understand why we got that way in the first place. And if the clutter is because uh, you just are so, so crazy busy, there's no time to, 
you know, put things where they belong, that's one thing to deal about. But sometimes for a lot of us, the clutter is about having just too much stuff. And the question is, why do we have that stuff? And if we don't deal, think about that and deal with why we have all that stuff, even if we, you know, clear out the clutter, it's just going to, we're going to gather more stuff to fill that space. One article I read, and I will, again, put a link in the show notes because I thought this was really good. Uh, This was an article called Decluttering Doesn't Work Like That by uh, Joshua Fields Milburn and Ryan Nicodemus on a, a website. And they said, it is possible to get rid of everything you own and still be utterly miserable to come home to your empty house and sulk after removing all your pacifiers. Uh, Ouch, you know. They went on to say, when you get rid of the vast majority of your possessions, you're forced to confront your darker side. Why did I give so much meaning to material possessions? What is truly important in life? Why am I discontent? Whom is the person I want to become? And how will I define my own success? Uh, really some some thoughts uh, worth considering if if you like me kind of tend to hang on to things and gather things and and um, have a hard time getting rid of things uh, because um, you know for, for something for you to think about I guess one interesting question that came to my mind as I was preparing for this episode and reading some things and just thinking through these um, these issues of clutter. And and the question is this, and I'm asking myself this uh, as part of my simplifying uh, efforts, and I'm asking, I ask you to consider this as well. What would you like to make more space for in your life? Would you like to make space for more time with the people you love, for more books, for more love, for more peace, for a hobby, for friends? What would you like to make more space for in your life? And what will you have to remove to make room for it? And finally, is it worth it to remove whatever that might be to make room for the things you most want in your life? Something to consider. It's not just about getting rid of stuff. It's about making our life into the life that we want. And part of that is making the space around us, our homes, into the kinds of homes we like, that we want. So what do you think? Is there a particular type or area of clutter that drives you crazy? Or maybe you have suggestions about uh, dealing with clutter that you could add to the list that I've thrown out in this episode. I would love to hear from you. Please feel free to Share your thoughts and your suggestions by going to theproductivewoman.com slash 37, and you can scroll down to the comments section, or you can always go to The Productive Woman's Facebook page and post something there, and I, I will respond. If you, uh, you can always reach me privately by emailing your questions or comments or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. And remember, there's a a voicemail button both on the website and on the Facebook page where you can just click a button and record a little audio message to me. I'm the only one who hears those, and I'd love to hear from you however you want to reach to me. A couple quick favors. Uh, As always, I want to ask if you enjoy The Productive Woman and 
think other people would enjoy it too. It would mean so much to me if you would consider rating and reviewing the podcast in iTunes or and or in Stitcher. There are links to subscribe, uh, to rate and review in the show notes at theproductivewoman.com slash 37. Or you can simply go to theproductivewoman.com slash iTunes or slash Stitcher, and that will take you right to where you can leave a quick review uh, with your thoughts on what you like about the show. Um, before we wrap up, I do want to, uh, say a quick thank you and share just a couple thoughts about our sponsor, which is Doodle. And as I've said before, those of us who ever have to schedule a meeting with a group of people know how crazy frustrating and time consuming it can be. And it, you know, usually if it's family events and things like that, it's most, it, it, it's still, even in 2015, it's usually us women who are trying to coordinate schedules and make these things happen. It, if you try to do it by email or text or something, trying to find a date and time that works for everybody, you know how frustrating that is. And it can lead to this unending series of emails back and forth or text messages back and forth, trying to find a date and keep track of who, who's available on which date. Well, Doodle is an online scheduling tool that solves that problem and makes it so easy to schedule a meeting with one or more people, uh, over 24 million people use Doodle each month to save time and schedule events, and you can too. I use it to schedule guests for this show. You don't have to register, so getting started is very simple. And I mean, it's actually kind of fun if you're nerdy like me uh, to schedule a meeting. You just, uh, on the website, you just select some possible dates by clicking the date and time you that you want to suggest on a kind of calendar grid then you enter the email addresses of the people who need to participate in this Uh, you click send and it sends each of them an email with a link that they can come back and look at the options you've put out there and click which ones work for them it's that simple when they're done you can see with one glance if there's a date and time that works for everybody, and then you can make a decision about which which date and time and let everybody know, and it's done. Uh, Doodle can be used to schedule things like business meetings, holiday parties, family reunions, uh, dinner with friends, any kind of thing that involves more than a couple of people. The basic scheduling service is free. They also offer a free personal scheduling profile that you can make available to people who maybe want to meet with you. It's called Meet Me. Uh, Premium Doodle is available starting at only $39 a year, and it offers some really great additional features like uh, integration with your calendar, your online calendars, automatic reminders, and all sorts of things. You can get started for free just by visiting the website, but they also have iPhone and Android apps, so you can use it right there on your smartphone. Uh, they, I think they have new, uh, I've been told they have new apps coming out uh, this month. As I'm recording this, I'm in April 2015, and there should be new apps coming. So check those out. Scheduling does not have to be a pain. You can make it an enjoyable experience and a simple one with Doodle. Learn more and give it a try at theproductivewoman.com slash doodle. And thank you so much to Doodle for supporting The Productive Woman. Uh, I think that's it uh, for this episode of The Productive Woman. I thank you so much for spending this time with me. I hope you found something in it that's useful to you. I look forward to talking with you again soon. 
So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.